See, if you're a curious person, then why is how not sufficient? <laughs> I got you with your mouth full. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Depends on your definition of how now, doesn't it? Because if your definition of how is so similar to why, then how might be sufficient. Fair enough. But I think you're my, using, I don't I, think you're I don't think how. my definition is mm -hmm. is any different than the dictionary's definition. The question, why is the sky blue versus how is the sky blue is probably the same question. Um it would probably be answered by most people in the same way. Well, I contend that why is what allows this subjective kind of spiritual thing to exist, the why. You know, like why, why, why? There is no why. I, I, I don't, there is, there's how things happen and this is how they happen. But why is sort of like one insisting like, you have some sort of control. And why is also um, problematic, uh, just as Richard Feynman <laughs> uh, pointed out. You know, once you start in on whys, you've got inf uh, in the infinite regress, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, of, of why, why, why. You know? Yes, and again, I think it comes down to if you're being overly critical as to the actual use of the word, where I think most people are using why and how, in these cases, in the same manner. Well, but I don't think it's overly critical when there is a significant difference. Why is very subjective. I like chocolate ice cream. Now, why do I like chocolate ice cream? You know, I mean... Even that doesn't make sense to me. Why do I like chocolate ice cream? It's Does how do you like you know, chocolate ice cream? Yeah, how do I like chocolate ice cream? Because my me. palate, my my taste buds, blah blah blah. I can go into I, a scientific I, how, but I would why? Answer, I would answer the question if someone said to me, "Why do you like chocolate ice cream?" I would answer it in the way that you would answer your "How do you like chocolate ice cream?" But if someone came up to me and said, "How do you like chocolate ice cream?" To me, that almost sounds like an insult. It's just the way the English language is used. Why do you like chocolate ice cream? Well, sounds I, listen. More, sounds more naturally flowing in the English language to me than how do you like chocolate ice cream? That sounds like an insult. Well, sure, and God bless sounds really good too, you know. I mean, you know, you sneeze and somebody says, God bless you. Mm -hmm. You know, or God forbid, right? That all sounds good too. But when we're getting down into the nitty gritty and science of things, then we can't just, we can't accept, or, or rather, we have to acknowledge the subjectivity of certain words. And why is just entirely subjective. Why is it entirely subjective? How is now getting to the point? So I'm not saying that you can't use the word why, but I think why definitely uh, has its place. And in the realm of science, I, I don't even understand how why 
you know, could well, even... No, every science class I took all the way through college, why was well, it extremely uh, common? Uh, well, there's science. a lot of things that are common and that shouldn't be. We're trying to fix things. We're not trying to accept things. You know, I mean, just, uh, just because why... It, now you just went to, hmm, because everyone sure. else does it. it no, that isn't cool. what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't, I don't believe that your use of why is wrong. I don't see the issue with using the word why, as long as you understand the context. Mm -hmm. To me, it doesn't make sense. Why? It makes no sense. I don't even understand how it's still used because even back in the 70s, Richard Feynman has sort of um, hinted to the problem of why. <laughs> putting our argument on hold until it uploads <laughs> on hold? an English professor or how about a linguist or something like that I don't know I don't think I we think, need those things I, 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 I think, I think mm -hmm. if the kids submitted a paper in their English classes and they were writing a story and they put one of the you know, one of the characters in the story said to another character, how do you like chocolate ice cream? I would guarantee that paper would come back crossed out in red with the word why written over top of how. Because mm -hmm. it's not, I don't, don't believe it's even grammatically correct, or it doesn't sound correct. Well, in Hawaii, how's it? It's all day long. And it's not proper English. I don't know. Um, but listen, the language has infiltrated our, us as humans, this language, right? And language isn't invented by the king, so to speak, the king's English. And so like the difference between from and of, right? Big difference there. And using the difference between from and of is huge, huge. And so, and so is why and how. Now, what's popular and how is it being used today does, does not predicate the reality of the thing. I mean, I don't think we need a linguist and we don't need, um, we don't need highly educated people to try to make sense of things. And that, that's what I like about the language, the English language, I've always enjoyed about the English language is, uh, uh, is almost decoding the English language and saying, you know, the only reason why this exists is because the language allows it to exist. Yeah. For instance, you know, from and of, you know, uh, freedom from religion, freedom of religion are completely two different things. Yes, in, um, that, in that particular yeah. context, they are two different yeah. things, yes. Yeah. It depends on and the context, then, of and, course. And, yeah, but I'm, I'm just trying to make literal sense of things. We have the language, why not make literal sense? That's why do you love me is a lot different than how do you love me? That question is different, yes. And again, it depends on the context. Well, it's the subjectivity, though. Why is always going to be a subjective, sort of meaningless, on, only meaningful to you, the person, and Maybe. those that are 
but I, I also I also think I mean you know this friendly debate is fine, but I think that given other issues in the world today, this is probably an extremely minor issue. Mm, I don't. I think if if we were at a global conference with a lot of scientists trying to figure out climate change, and some top scientists said, "Okay, why are hurricanes getting stronger?" I don't think we should spend an hour arguing on he should have used how versus we know what he means. Just get to the real solution. Sure, not when he's trying. Not when he's in the middle of a presentation trying to get something across. We don't pick somebody apart semantically, of course. But, but when, I mean, but when we have is, the luxury of think, time of being able to break down I, semantically, yes. yes. But I think the point is, if you take a second, you understand what the person is saying. And I don't think picking someone apart semantically mm -hmm. when they're trying to make a point, I think it's just a deviation. Mm. No, it's only a deviation if you don't let them make their point. Depends on, again, depends on the context. I don't think you running to a depends is a very strong argument. No, depends, depends. We're not getting, we're not being, what's happening now in this argument is we're going broad, narrow, broad, narrow. That's exactly the issue that I'm trying to deal with. We're going to narrow stuff down. We got to use the right words. We can't just go. You know, we can't just use the wrong words over and over again. We just got to stop doing that. If we're, if we're trying to get a general gist across, you could, we can let people speak and say what they need to say, but... So, it's agreed. I think people should be allowed to make their point without breaking down every word because sometimes words can, you know, but when we have the luxury of breaking down the language, we most certainly should because of and from religion are grossly two different things. Oh, that's, those are two different Why states. and how are grossly two different things. And Again, so depending on the context, they are different things. They can mean the same thing in various in different contexts. Okay, so if you if you want to say that, then it it only it only supports what I'm trying to say. Then, which is why is sort of meaningless if we already have how? Then what's why for? You know, in Spanish, <clears throat> why is por qué? Mm-hmm. Por qué? Mm -hmm. That means for what? Mm-hmm. For what? They're not saying how. Mm-hmm. They're saying for what. Okay. And now you're be being pliant in in your use of language. So again, you're supporting me. I would like you to be pliant in your language, but just keep it English. I'm not arguing with you. I'm explaining that there are different. Ways I'm arguing with you because why. I'm arguing with what you're saying. You're saying that um, that why is um, is important somehow, right? No, I'm saying it shouldn't be struck from the language. I think it has its place. No, I didn't say anything about striking it from the language. 
and I have everything to say about putting it in its place. And that's exactly what I'm just saying is to, to put it in its place. Why is subjective? Yes, I already said that. Mm-hmm. Why is subjective? And so if you're trying to be analytic about something, you don't use whys. You use, you use how does this work? How is this functioning? Not why is it functioning? When you're trying to be analytical about something, why is meaningless? Okay, if you're gonna say, how does this clock function? Yes, you would use the word how. Yes, you would use the word how. You wouldn't say, why does this clock function? You would say, how does this clock function? Mm -hmm. Again, it depends on the context. So yes, in that particular context, I agree, you would use how. Give me a context. We already You're saying it depends on context. Then give me uh, give me a contrary context then. I don't understand what you mean. Then I don't understand what you mean. Because when you say it depends on context, then if okay, then give me a contrary context. If, well, we already uh, talked about that, the whole chocolate ice cream thing. And subjective. No, you said that you would want someone to ask you, how do you like chocolate ice cream? And you would want to describe how your taste buds or you experienced it when you were a child or something else. Mm -hmm. But I don't think everyone wants to answer in that way. Well, it's not a matter of what everybody wants. It's, are you trying to get at something and, yeah, and, and break something down? Or are you just trying to have a casual conversation and say what it is that you like and, and you know, why you like it and stuff? They're two different things. <laughs> yes, they are two different things. Mm-hmm. I agree. Then where are you not agreeing with me at? Because uh, uh, this didn't... This... We didn't start it. You even said that there's a discussion, an argument. We're having, you know, we're trying a debate, right? You even called it that, didn't you? I don't know what I called it. Yeah, all of a sudden you're on my side then, right? It purely depends on the context. Would you use how or why? Oh, okay. So there is a non subjective why then. Because there is, there's, yes. there's uh, both. Okay, then give me give me a single non-subjective why. Give me one. Why is the sky blue? No, it's how is the sky blue. It's not why, because God wants it to be blue. That would be a a good why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll pick up this this uh, conversation. Uh, I would prefer to call it an argument. We could pick it up later. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yes, what I want to call things is very important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we got to something very important, and that is what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to do. I am not trying to understand common logic. Our engineered consent comes from our language. So there's a little bit of backwards engineering that needs to go on with our language. Again, in basic communication, we use basic language. We go with the vernacular understanding. But when we're really trying to understand something, when we're trying to get deep, 
you then have to be very careful with the language. And we don't have to abandon our language. I mean, we can just deconstruct our language in a way that our humanity dictates. Why, spirit, mind, God, all have their place. And I know that's not the argument here. The argument is the difference between the words how and why and that they're interchangeable. Well, your claim is that they're interchangeable. And yes, whereas common logic may hold this is true, Wing Chun knows it as otherwise. See, Wing Chun has this thing called the asking hand. It's sort of manzao. And the asking hand is a trap. Now, if I follow common logic, then, well, it's a matter of context. And whereas it's true, if you're speaking in the vernacular, then, yeah, it's context. But I'm not on anchor to speak the vernacular. And the context here is Wing Chun. And in Wing Chun, the asking hand, the why hand, is a trap. Now, there are some folks out there that may understand what I'm saying innately. And in fact, if you have any words on this, it would be good to hear them. But I think that you really will have to understand the Wing Chun system, sort of how the physicist understands physics or has, or has the mathematician understands math. And with breakthroughs in neurology and neuroscience, it's gonna take a while for us to reconfigure our language to coincide with our new understanding. And perhaps this is at the heart of it all. Technology should be used for this very purpose. Why not have a cigarette? Why not have a new car? Why not have? Why? Why? Do you see how why is exclusively used to engineer your consent? Yeah, Sam, I got a great idea. We'll just make the people think why is the same word as how. Yeah, buddy, and how. You know how to engineer people's consent? Magicians know this one too. You ask why, and then you listen. Again, I understand common logic. What I ask you to reflect upon is the Wing Chun logic, or rather, the logic of Wing Chun, and how it relates to all things, including our language. Integrity Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not hear the Richard Feynman interview segment, swipe back and listen to that. I mean, it's it's just a genius interview. I, I, I'm going to give it away. So <laughs> if, if you don't want me to give it away, you might want to listen to it and then come back to here. First off, I love how the interviewer thinks that he's asked some profound question. Uh, and that maybe he has stumped, maybe had an attitude, I don't know, uh, towards Feynman regarding um, his question. And Feynman isn't thrown by the question, but he's thrown by a mere word, which is why. Now, Feynman's not just a scientist, he's also a hipster bongo player, or was. He has since passed away. But, you know, he, he's not a socially awkward guy, so 
he can speak the vernacular. I think what throws Feynman here is the lack of his interviewer's um, scientific literacy. So he placates the interviewer by using the interviewer's vernacular. And in fact, Feynman even deals with the situation eloquently by not opening uh, any can of worms like, you know, why or how, uh, explaining the difference. But instead, he uses the word why to explain how why is uh, just an infinite regress. He's not going to go into the how because his interviewer is not literate enough. So he's trying to speak the interviewer's language. He's trying to speak within their understanding. And as you can see, he winds up not answering the question. Unworthy of trust, unworthy of truth. The mere fact that the interviewer used the word why means that he now has to come down to the interviewer's level of understanding. There will be very little progress. All you can do when you're on the same level of communication as a person is point them in the right direction and then get back on your teaching pedestal, so to speak, and hope and pray that by the time you get back to your pedestal, they'll be pointed in the right direction. Now, it could be the interviewer wasn't there for a physics lesson and was there just as an interviewer. You see, I think this is where religion, spirituality really come into play. Let's say, for instance, I know how something works and you don't know how something works. You come to me for an explanation. As I try to explain, it becomes apparent that you don't have the aptitude or education to understand the explanation. Now, I have a lot of options here. Perhaps the least favorable option is to tell you you're stupid and you will never understand. Or I could try to explain and uh, talk over your head and pretty much achieve the same thing. Or there's a third option, and there's more options, but I'm just bringing up three. The most likely third option is to say that it's magic, that it's divinity, and that I have control of this magic. I have control of this divinity. The same thing exists with Wing Chun. I mean, I'm a smaller guy, and a bigger guy comes, and I uh, show him some Wing Chun. If they don't understand the physics that I'm utilizing, I could easily just say that it was mystical chi power and that I have some magical powers. So anyway, I'm with Richard Feynman. I would rather just tell the person, listen, you're too fucking stupid right now and you need to train. So do your homework here on Anchor. Go back to my previous episodes. Listen, take notes and communicate your findings. There's a lot of conceptual stuff that you guys are missing or glossing over, so go back and listen to the other episodes. Share and repost the segments that you find relevant. All right, guys, get her done. Integrity Radio. I just wanna take a moment to thank Ronnie for engaging in that 
argument, debate, conversation, discussion, whatever you would like to call it, it is the very thing that I'm asking of you guys. If you don't agree, if you don't understand, you need to bring it up, right? So you need to go back and listen to the other episodes and find stuff that you, one, don't understand, or two, don't agree. And then this needs to be a point of discussion, a point of perhaps debate, maybe even a point of argument. This forces us to say things in different ways, and this is important. Now, it's important that we agree on the thing, and, and the thing is Wing Chun, the Tao, the small idea. And it's this mutual ground that we can be safe in our arguments. And our Wing Chun needs to be in line with the physical sciences. So that also keeps us in check. But we are all, each of us, subjective human beings with our own experiences and our own way of communicating. It's these little differences in our communication that are going to make a huge impact on the success of our goals as Wing Chun practitioners. We need to allow each other to express the complete idea or thought. And conversely, we need to allow each other to debate those ideas, those thoughts, those concepts. Or in many instances, just to add to it. Add another dimension of understanding, add another perspective. And hell, since I'm considering secular Catholicism, which would allow me to go back to the church and reap all the benefits of their molestations. But as a young boy in church, I was taught that we are to not eat from the tree of forbidden knowledge. I'm quite sure that that was a Y tree. Yes, the Y tree that bears the fruit of infinite regressions. Wow, yeah, secular Catholic. Integrity Radio. Chad, great post. Great post on Richard Feynman. I actually found that video some time ago, uh, some years back, when um, I was trying to figure out exactly why magnets behave the way they did. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Randy and Richard Feynman were good friends. Had Richard Feynman done Wing Chun, and I'm sure if I met him, he would have tried. He would have liked it. He would have a lot to relate regarding quantum physics and Wing Chun. But did you see what happened in that interview with Feynman? They, he asked why, and it almost brought the, the interview to a screeching halt. And it certainly wasn't because he stumped Feynman. It was because he was asking a scientist why. Hey, that's a good point. Trimming allows people to take other people out of context. So it will make Anchor more like real life. <laughs> but I know I totally get you there. And um, I think rather than take the feature away, I would like to be able to know who the scumbags are. I think the trim function is important because there's a lot of stuff that I want to share, 
but I usually want to cut out their intros and their outros. But you do bring up a good point there. I mean, do we want to allow ourselves to be taken out of context, <laughs> especially any more than our uh, English language already does? But as far as keeping the feature, I would I would keep it. It's you know people can easily do that on their own anyway. And the trim feature doesn't really let you trim that much, only the beginning and the end, essentially. However, I wouldn't make it any easier to take people's words out of context. Hmm, do atheists sneeze? Good question. No, I'm just joking, that's not the question. Do atheists use the term God bless and bless you? I do, I do, um, but I do it knowingly, let's say, um, usually manipulatively, I will say it. <laughs> Perhaps 1% of the time that I say it, it will be a slip of the tongue. But I like this. This is actually staying on topic from our earlier um, discussion. And that is the vernacular use. Yeah, the vernacular use, it's fine. You know, there's the vernacular use of our language and we have to go with the vernacular because we don't have enough time to sit down and find all the right words. I mean, thanks to Anchor, I can stop and think and try to choose the best words possible. But man, in real passing conversation, you just got to go with the vernacular. Hey, no trust, no truth. Those that you can trust, you can sit down and take the time to talk truth, to use the correct words, the words with the proper meanings attached. Now, I don't find a God damn it or a God bless you as offensive as I will pray for you. Because in the vernacular, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to get across there. You'll do nothing for me. You will wish upon a star for me. Now I know, I know, I know, it might be the same as I'll pray for you, could be the same as we'll keep you in our thoughts, but I would much rather hear, I will keep you in my thoughts. All right, let's just say, <laughs> just for fun's sake, let's say I accept the premise of God. Someone, I, I'm about to die. Someone says, I'll pray for you. And I believe in this God. We believe in the same God. Why didn't you pray for me to start with so uh, that I didn't die? Why? Or even more importantly, how do I know that you're even on God's good side? This might be a bad thing. Maybe God goes, oh yeah, that's right. You're a friend of uh, this guy. Okay, well, I'll keep you alive longer just so you can suffer longer. I mean, what kind of play school Barbie world are we living in here? This might be pertinent information. Maybe. We, 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 th we have this theory, hypothesis, maybe. This year's, this year's high school sophomore class. Yeah, and it seems like the year that was born in 9-11, uh, during 9-11, right? Yeah, 9-11-2001. Yeah, it seems uh, that... The 2001 babies. Yeah, 2001 babies seem to all have uh, a similar 
issue, shall we say? <laughs> you might call it that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're 9-11 trauma babies. It could be. It could be the way the parents reacted and treated them as babies. Uh, sure, sure. Because the first few years are very formative. Brain, everything. That's right. Very, very much so. Wow. If there's anybody out there that... Uh, As a sophomore in high school. Yeah, born around 2001 or so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, we would like to hear from you. Yeah, very interesting. Again, it's just a hypothesis come up with that's very interesting i hadn't really put that together but i i i I mean i see similar issues with his friends in the public school now in the private school they all seem to have similar issues and the other grades don't necessarily have them yeah and they're they're not that far apart Mm -mm. either so it's very peculiar yeah maybe something in the i it could even be something biological or chemical biological so to speak it's possible yeah and you were on the East Coast at the time. But no, then, I was in but, California. Oh, okay. So that's that. Unlikely. I think it, I think it was more the emotional. More emotional. I uh, think it was just the environment yeah. as they, their brains were developing. Yeah, social yeah. environment. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, if you, anybody has anything to chime in on that, that would be interesting to hear from you. Yeah. Right. Hey, guys. I just wanted to chime in on the uh, 9-11 babies thing. I mean, I'm a school psychologist in New York City, and I was here when that thing happened and uh, was dealing with, you know, a lot of the grief and aftermath in the schools. And I definitely hear you stress in utero or stress to infants during that time definitely uh, has an effect. I definitely saw effects. I was working in an elementary school as a school psychologist. And I had a uh, an influx of kids just drawing those pictures, drawing the two towers, drawing the airplane going into the two towers, drawing people jumping out of the two towers, the two towers on fire. I mean, there were all kinds of um, spillage, emotional spillage coming from that. And these were like five and six-year-olds. So I really saw that. Yo, Integrity Radio. This is Chad Sifu. And <laughs> you're just talking about, uh, you know, a whole bless you thing. And something more more offensive than that is uh, I will pray for you. So I actually posted a segment about praying gets nothing done a couple days ago. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and repost it. Hey guys, i really enjoying your conversation on how and why, but I'm just saying, if someone says to me, why do you like chocolate ice cream? I'm thinking, because it's delicious. If you ask me, how, how do you like chocolate ice cream? Well, I like it on a bowl, in a cone, uh, in a sundae, uh, with, you know, more chocolate sauce, with caramel sauce. I mean, I can just think of like dozen or two you know like ways i like how i like it i'm I, i'm making a joke just to make light of it but uh i really like chocolate ice cream